Good morning, everybody. And I welcome to the Jewel Heart. The illusion of a self. Recognizing the illusion of seeing ourselves as a separate, solid, and permanent opens opportunity for a more meaningful life. Buddha calls that wisdom. And uh, generally speaking, um, usual terminology, they call it emptiness. So I just wanted to, to throw that out to you because you're going to hear a lot from the Buddhist text or Buddhist people or, or they just talk about emptiness. So we will get an idea of a nothing. A uh, big nihilist or nothing existing, people are going to get that idea. So, so that's why I wanted to say that uh, Buddha's wisdom is uh, to understand there's a tremendous illusion um, over self. Um, you know, sometimes we call that mystery of life and doesn't even know what's going on, what had happened why it is, and uh, may, many times whatever you plan to do something, it doesn't work that way. Whatever you don't want happening or planning some, don't planning something, it pops up and lined up by itself happening, right? So the essence really boils down to, to this. Uh, Buddha calls this a dependent origination. So everything, whatever is happening within us, including our self, self, and is a dependent origination. Depend on terms, well, this sounds like a lawyer, but conditions, cause and condition, let me put that way, cause and condition. And uh, time, and all of them, it depends. So when the conditions are right, when the time is right, things happen. When the cause is not there, even conditions there, time is there, things cannot happen because there's no cause. Like you forgot to put the seed of corn, and uh, you put a lot of fertilizers and try to water, you know, put the moisture and, uh, and uh, try to do all that. But corns are never going to come up because it's missing the seed. Uh, when the seed is there and uh, when there's moisture is there, when the heat is there, and then corn pops up, right? Corn pops up, but I mean, you've got a lot of corns around here anyway. And that doesn't pop up in the winter because the conditions are not right. So when the, when the conditions and the cause is not right, things doesn't function. When the conditions and uh, cause is right, things do function. Even though you wish it won't grow, but not whatever you do, it pops up everywhere. Sometimes, you know, how, how many hard time we take to pull the weeds out of garden. 
And no matter how much you pull out, it'll grow again and again and again. And the next you turn around, there's a bunch of weeds all over again. So this is what happens. So, but our understanding is somehow it is a solid that we can fix it and we can make it. And all the, yes, you can fix. You can fix because it is a dependent origination. Uh, you can fix because it is a dependent origination, which means giving us an opportunity to make a difference in our life and the lives with my background, in our life and lives. Because if there is no dependent origination, or it doesn't depend on cause and conditions, then somebody else decided or, or whatever, some automatic thing, some uh, things happening, then we should be running our life like a robot, machine run. And nothing we can do. And that's not a true. We can do everything for ourselves. Um, whatever we do, and make a difference in our life by ourselves, by contributing at the causal level and the conditional level. These opportunities, we have it because we are not a solid, a fixed already. Even Statue of Liberty is solid and fixed, but you have to repair it. It goes wrong. Something goes wrong, you know. And they have you to take them down, and uh, Lady Liberty has to paint it. I saw huge head of Lady Liberty lying in the middle of some houses, you know, because some, that guy must be painting it, you know. So that's what's happening. So therefore, we do have a choice. We do have a freedom. We can make a difference in our life by ourselves. But I think we make a difference to ourselves might not be so much directly by others. Because others can help. We've been talking and thinking and analyzing here for the last 10 days, compassion brings happiness uh, to us. And um, the sources of uh, happiness for us is the developing compassion. So in order to, to develop compassion, you need others too. You can develop compassion to yourself, but alone will not do. You have to develop compassion to, to a lot of people and almost all the people, every living being. So they provide uh, opportunity, they help. However, making difference is ourselves because I make a difference in my life because I am responsible for my deeds. When I did something right, I can earn the 
good deeds. When I did something wrong, I'm responsible for the consequences. And that really worked because it's not a solid fix. The solid fixed idea, fixed already, a solid me, and it's something solid going. Um, you know, that is a very important point, because when you think about me is solid, something already fixed, you can't change anything. If I'm suffering, if I have a sadness, I have to carry with me, because it's my life. I can do nothing. If I'm happy, thank God, I'm happy. So that's how we take attitude. But the, the reality really is, is nothing is fixed. Anger example. Many people think I'm an extremely angry person, so I can do nothing with anger. But a number of people that have been with me for over the years, over the years, as I read from the beginning, when I was a kid even in Tibet, onwards throughout India, throughout um, Southeast Asia, throughout uh, Europe, and even in the United States. Uh, people repeatedly tell me, since I'm dealing with you, since I'm connected with you, my anger was, was no longer so solid. I do know some people so upset, so angry, and literally physically shaking, can't even, you know, can't even say, literally physically shaking. Is also change. And we see this. We see this as many of you have a personal experience. It's no longer solid. It is changeable. We saw it. It's happening. Likewise, every other negative emotions are changeable. Changeable. Sadness. Or all of those are changeable. Yeah, doesn't mean you're never going to be sad. That's not true. That's not true. Conditions makes you sad. Even we say, uh, you know, you give a period to the people uh, to experience the sadness. But you do need to experience that. But then you get over. It's not doesn't linger around throughout your life, and then level yourself. I'm a sad person, so I have to be sad. Otherwise, it goes against my identity. <laughs> so that's not right. You can change your identity. And even the Secretary of State can change, too. <laughs> doesn't really require take a different picture and uh, so that's why I'll give a few more different information or something it changes right so likewise uh, everything everything whatever within us 
it's changeable. Not only the bad things changeable, the good things changeable too. So sometimes good person change into bad too. It happens. It is reality. Because it's not solid. Because it's dependent uh, origination. Conditions change. Friends change. Friends provide conditions. What do we call it? Influence. And if we have some nice, wonderful kid, let's say, young adult, and they have a couple of interested in friends, not so interested in friends, and accordingly, the kid will change. The personality also change. And that is condition that is coming. All these are the clear indication it is not solid something, solid as solid, fixed as we think it is. Our life is not already fixed by somebody, somewhere. That idea is wrong. It changes. How it's going to change depends on ourselves. Whether we want to make good change or not so good change. It is it is the change definitely going to take place. As a matter of fact, according to the Buddha, who I think, who I consider as enlightened, which means total knowledge, total knowledge. Total knowledge says we change almost 365 times in the matter of this much period. The matter of this much period, we change 365 times. And uh, things that the Buddha did say came out to be true. Some guy in India, anyway, 2,600 years ago, I mean, he probably running around like every human being. It's not going to be, he's not declared as God or anything. That's a normal human being who happens to be wise, they call it, right? So whatever he had been saying things in the 2,600 years ago, which we now called wisdom of 2,600 years old, is a time to be proving by the scientifically to their right. Number of them regarding our mind, regarding our emotions, regarding our internal matters, regarding the human functioning. And all of them try to be proved right. And whenever His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, comes in Western Europe or United States, you know, as a bunch of scientists following him around all the time, everywhere, now you see. Even when he came in Michigan here, 
And uh, you know, you have the bunch of scientists following here, yeah? and uh, every single time there is a, 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 the schedule of a, a bunch of scientists from all over the country following him from all the way from uh, Seattle through to New York. They followed him like that. And that's what's happening every time, wherever he goes. The scientists are not uh, not like, uh, you know, the hippies, you know. And they're not the hippies. You know? And they don't, they're not love and lie, like us, you know. Most of us love and lie, and, you know, or hippie or former hippie or uh, some yuppies, whatever. You know, they're really looking into to things. And what they're finding is what the Buddha had said. So it's time to be, really time to be proved right. So, so the Buddha's, one of the wisdom, really major point is the dependent origination. Everything is dependent, uh, depend. Things change because of the condition and the cause. So that means our life tomorrow can change because way we function today. We, we can almost design our life. And we really do have that in our hand. We really do have it in our hand. The scientists try to design where and how we live down the road, 25 years from now or 50 years from now, and they're making the decision in their, uh, I don't know, the, the, the classroom or the laboratory or, or whatever, they, with the little white dress, they keep on making these decisions on the movie, and that is happening where and how we live, how where and how we function in our um, uh, 25 years from now. Not only the scientists, I mean, the technological people, they all are doing the same thing. It's happening. They're making the decision, and uh, and they make a difference. And the Buddha has keep on saying that you can do that twenty six hundred years ago because it changes so much. Three hundred fifty times in matter of this period changes. So everything is dependent conditions and the cause. Without cause, nothing can happen. Without the condition, nothing happened. Cause and the conditions are provided by yourself, not somebody else. And that gives us the freedom that we can make a difference in our life. Our choice of our life is in our own hand, nobody else's in hand. We control our future. I control my future. You control your future. We control our future. So whether you want to go to the hell, or whether you want to go to heaven, or whether you like to remain on earth, it is in our own hand. And it's in your hand. You can make a difference. And that is because of a dependent rise, and that shows the fixed solid self is illusion. And to understand that and take it, what you can take home from today is this.
It might not be as we thought. It is completely, someone has a design and fixed my life. I can do nothing. That is wrong. So I can think about it. I can shape my life. You, you may not be able to shape what's happening today. When I say you can shape your tomorrow, I don't mean literally. You think of thinking today and change tomorrow itself, literally. But down the road, it will change. You can definitely improve. And so realize that. Take that home and challenge the idea that my life is already fixed. I'm not capable. I can do nothing. And all that idea, if it pops up, challenge that idea. Or somehow you think, well, even I do nothing, everything will going to happen. Challenge that idea too. So it depends. It just take responsibility. Take responsibility of your life. And that's so what really Buddha's message of wisdom. I mean, part of wisdom. I can't say wisdom is all about it. But but the wisdom is that you are responsible for your life. You can make difference to your life. And that is important to remember. And, uh, and I just wanted to say thank you for coming here. And thank you so much. And um, if you have any questions, I'll be happy to take one or two. My question is that while a person is exploring oneself spiritually, how does one reconcile or accept what is happening in the material world? Oh, that is a very important question. Um, as you know, you must be from India, right? Yeah. Right. So you have, you have that background of a great tradition of Eastern spiritual paths. Well, you are exploring your spiritual path, you cannot and should not ignore your present life. At the time of great early Indian sages and the sadhus, um, that was a couple of hundred years ago, the society is slightly different. And uh, today, the even sages and sadhus may have to work and uh, do uh, maintain because there's somebody called bill collector and they come and chase you, uh, chase you. So, so even the, even, even the sadhus has to pay their bill because we have to live alive. I mean, if you can live in the forest and, um, and uh, everything minimalized and live in forest functioning of, with the spiritual alone, it's a great, will I admire. But it's not in my life. It's not for me, not for us. So we have to have it. Both spiritual and the material functioning together with the balance. 
What we don't want in the material thing is negative, uh, non-virtuous, action-oriented livelihood. We don't want it. And what we do want it is, is a positive deed and a mind that influences by compassion-oriented, not by hatred-oriented, and the making living and the functioning together, which is necessary. In another words, jisko paap hai, udo lena nahi, jisko ko shanti hai, udo lena hai, paap I'm sorry, I know little Hindi, so I want to show off. <laughs> Excuse me, um, then how do you manage the noise around you? Noise is not Noise is block I said, you know, the noise will go, but pay no attention. And you know how to learn that too. Some friend, I call it friend, I don't call it student. I give me, not give me, but you know, provide me apartment in New York. And that's been a couple of years. And give me an apartment in New York. The first apartment is, you know, it is a single room uh, efficiency, what they call it, you know. And uh, there's a window. And out of this window, there's a little open door and get out. And I keep on thinking, how wonderful, you know, I have an apartment here and it's great. And it's just wonderful to be, oh, they're very kind, uh, you know, uh, very kind and thank, and even prayer and all that. And it's a very nice, wonderful. A friend of mine here, who are here, and I wanted to spend night or week in that apartment. And uh, he said, can I say, sure, I'm not going to New York, you can stay there. So that person went in there. And then afterwards I said, did you enjoy? Isn't that nice? It's also horrible. I said, why? Didn't you see all this air-conditioned unit on your window? Four or five or six of them are running all the time at the night and the day and night making all this noise. He said, I just couldn't uh, get out of there. You know, I'm sort of counting a minute to get out. Uh, so after that, and I went there and I said, yes, true. There's a one air conditioning unit. There's another air conditioning unit. There's a five or six of them going all the time. So, so it's just almost, you know, then it affects me. I almost can't breathe. And then I was thinking, oh my God, I'm influencing that and changing my mind. So therefore, well, this is not an air condition exhaust fan or unit and this is beautiful flower plant and this and I keep on started thinking that then I went to sleep. <laughs> uh, so it is all in the one way outside material things have its power. But within us we have a mental power. Mental power. That mental power controls ourselves. And that mental power 
is by mind, and we manage that mind. So sometimes you may be kidding yourself, saying the air conditioned unit is flower, <laughs> blooming flower, or something. But it's not true. But temporarily, it will relieve your anxiety, your anxiety. So all this happens. This is uh, this is mine. And that's why if you keep on thinking, you know, how is this wonderful environment? It's this green, nice sunshine, beautiful tree, wonderful air, all this. And you will enjoy that. And you will think it is the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> there is not even a proper transportation. Not even the bus goes here. And all this negative part, if you keep on thinking, all the negatives will pop up. And that is why mind is also so important. And that is how you manage uh, your material and the spiritual life together and move forwards. And so that is how you make sure you does not become slave of a material world. And uh, one time I was in Hong Kong giving talk. Um, that's also many, many years ago. And I was saying no attachment. Some guy from there she said, what do I do with my Rolls Royce? She said, what do I do with my Rolls Royce? And I said, well, as long as you drive your Rolls Royce, it's fine. But if the Rolls Royce drive you, you're in trouble. Uh, that, that's what I meant. Okay, thank you.